Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years. It's time for JT The Brick. JT. Woo! Hey, girls. How are you? Wow, I can go in 10 different directions today. Carr looking downfield. Devontae's wide open at the two. Grabs it. Touchdown, Raiders. The defender had fallen down, and Devontae Adams has his second touchdown grab of the half. JT the Brick. I think it's so important, especially for this new generation of Raider fans. Now we got something. Now we got some guys out of the tub, out of the training room, doing what they needed to do. Delayed hand up to Jacobs. Huge hole up the middle, 10. Cuts right side, 5. Touchdown, Jacobs. The hat trick in the end zone. His third rushing touchdown of the day. This is this is what the Raiders are all about. And now, here's JT the Brick. Wow, here we go. Ready to go. Raider Nation unite. I'm out of the gate. Just interviewed the head coach within the hour. Got all the way out of Henderson, all the way back to Summerlin, all the way back to the studio in time. Racing on the 215, man. Imagine living in New York or San Francisco or L.A. I wouldn't have got five minutes. I got all the way from deep, deep, deep Henderson to early Summerlin. Got my bag, my headset, and got here to Lotus with Danny, whose birthday was yesterday. And I'm ready, and I'm ready to roll. What a show we got lined up. Putting this show together, man. I'm thrilled by this. Bill Romanowski, RomoCop, will join us in the next five to ten minutes. He will light a fuse to the Raider Nation. I told him I needed on. I'd break the glass. I'd bring in Romo. I only break the glass with two people when I need them. Phil Villapiano and Bill Romanowski. I'm bringing in Romo here to set the tone because I don't think the tone's set in the city. I don't think the city's ready for this game. I don't. I can prove it. Other shows, it's just, what are you talking about? It's Raiders, Patriots. They're the only topic on the radio. Sorry about your new defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. This is Raider Week with the Patriots. This is Raider Week. This is NFL, baby. This is NFL, the biggest sport in America. Get behind it. So we got behind it today. Romanowski joining us in 10 minutes. Also, former Raider running back, remember Rock Cartwright, everybody. reason we're having him is they brought in a few NFL alumni who were nominated for Man of the Year. Rock Cartwright, we presented him. I was there on stage for the Commitment to Excellence Award. So we're going to talk about character, and we're bringing in Rock, and Rock's good. I haven't talked to him in a long time. I don't remember the last time I saw him or talked to him. We have the number one Patriot insider in the world, number one in the world, Tom Curran of NBC Boston. He's the best, really tight with Josh McDaniels. And then Vince Sapienza from Fox 5 covers the Raiders. In-depth also covers the Golden Knights. So we got a lot of that going on. So those are the four guests that I have here. Oh, and Lee Sterling's going to pick games. He's going to give you three games for free. He's having another winning season with us, so he's going to join us at 1245. So the show is packed. If you want to get in, I try now. I try anytime, and if I see on hold, I'll get right to you when I can, 702-365-9200 as we open up the show. I have one big topic that I want to talk about today. This is a doozy. This is going to be a good one. And again, I talk about whatever I want on the radio. I am not censored by the Raiders. I am not censored by Lotus Broadcasting. And I know what to do. There's no profanity. There's no taking personal shots at anybody. Nothing personal. No haircuts. Hey, this is how this guy dresses. This guy is that. None of that. We take the high road on this show. No comedy. 
this high show sports. A lot of fans are coming up to me saying, Waller and Renfro are coming back. What do you think? And I'm like, I'm thrilled. I love both these guys. They're really good players. They're pro bowlers. And I hear a lot of people saying, well, they might need a week or two. They might need a week or two to get into rhythm and be ready to play. Are you bleeping kidding me? How dare you think that Waller and Renfro, with all this time off, if they are suited up and ready to play, that they can't play at 100% their level, 100%. Who in God's name believes that guys who haven't played pretty much the entire year cleared to play, ready to go, and then you got fans and people saying, well, it might take a week or two for the chemistry to get together. I almost drove off the road. What are we doing around here? These are professional football players who were just given the bag. My son's term and your son's term or daughter's term. It used to be cash. It used to be what Randy Moss said, straight cash, homie. Now it's the bag. Man, John Morant's going to get the bag. Aaron Judge just got the bag. Oh, really? Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro just got the bag. And if they are cleared to play, they play their best game. They play it 100%. People are already building in excuses. Well, it might take them a week or two to get up to speed again. No, it doesn't. It doesn't take, it didn't take Jack Tatum, Fred Bolitnikoff, Cliff Branch, Jim Plunkett, Marcus Allen here in KC when they were out injured and they came back. It didn't take them two to three weeks to get back into the playbook. What the hell's happening around here? You are ready to play when you get cleared to practice and you play. Now, if this later on this week, if we see the injury report and Hunter Renfro isn't 100% or he's listed as doubtful, which I saw Hunter yesterday on TV, he's ready to go. If Darren Waller tweaks something, God forbid, I hope he doesn't, love the way he plays, and he tweaks something and he's questionable, okay. But if these guys are in warm-ups against Bill Belichick on the field, how dare anybody question where their chemistry should be? especially non-football players, which I'm, I never played in the NFL, or college football. Do you imagine if I bought into this? Well, it might take two weeks for, for Wallow to fit into this. What's he doing here if it's going to take him two weeks? He didn't play two weeks. He didn't play four weeks. He didn't play six weeks. He's ready to go on this show. Any other show, any other column, any other blog, any other caller, you have your opinions, you just heard mine. My job is to give you strong opinions at the opening of the show and to get your reaction. I've been tense all week because I want this game badly as a season ticket holder for the players that I know and the coach I just interviewed. Literally, I just interviewed him at 11.10. And we knocked out 10 minutes, and you could tell he is highly focused on one topic on our interview. Patriots special teams. OMG. They are, like, concerned about it. They are that good with New England. And I told the coach right to his face, I said, you got A.J. Cole and Daniel Carlson. You don't have to kick it to them. I didn't say that in that term, but I said they can neutralize you. So if A.J. Cole hang time or A.J. Cole out of bounds, please, Daniel Carlson should never kick the ball other than in the end zone against these guys. Their special teams are better than the Raiders' special teams by a long shot. Okay. You knew that already. You didn't need me to say that. The Raiders with Waller healthy and Renfro healthy and Devontae healthy and Derek healthy, the Raiders' offense is better than New England. Check. The defense of New England is better than the Raiders. They're suffering through some injuries. So New England has an advantage in defense, special teams, and obviously the coach is the greatest coach of all time. 
Belichick. <laughs> He's going to have an advantage at everybody. The Raiders have the advantage with running back, quarterback, tight end, slot receiver, wide receiver. So pick your poison, everybody, on what you want to do. Pick your poison on what you want to do. Uh, as Chris in West Oakland calls in and other guys, I like the shootout. I mean, I'm not very smart at math, but every time the Raiders have 30 points or more and Josh Jacobs has 20 carries or more, they win pretty much. But the air attack is going to have to be important in this game. And the Patriots got, you know, Matthew Judon with 14 and a half sacks. He could be defensive player of the year. We want Max to be. They could have the guy ahead of Max. And I think you have to attack with these weapons. But again, I just wanted to get one topic in today and you could react to it if you could, please. If you believe that Waller and Renfro need time to get ready to play professional football and they're professional football players, you lost your freaking mind. You've lost your mind if you're going to give them two to three weeks to be ready with four games left. You're out of your mind. They need to be prepared, professionals, work ethic, which I think they both have when they're healthy, and they need to touch the ball. They need to play. They need to block. Excuse me. They need to block, and they need to bring their A game here. Now, if Waller has two touchdowns and a drop, we can say, well, Darren had two touchdowns, but he dropped one. Then we could talk about, well, maybe he was a little bit rusty. We're going to do that after the game. We're not going to do that before the game and make excuses for these guys that they're going to need a couple of weeks to gel. No, if you need a couple of weeks to gel, don't play. Don't play because there are other guys that can do your job. Not as good as you, but the players who have been practicing and are ready to play and have been playing without Waller and Renfro, they're ready to go. They want to play. Their parents are going to be in the stands. They're going to be on TV. They want to play. So don't give me any of this Raider chemistry issues. You imagine Al Davis sitting around going, hey, uh, you know that Raider Mort told me this. He's part of the show prep every day. Raider Mort told me that Art Shell had knee surgery and played four weeks later. I, I, vet, I vetted Raider Mort. He knows more than all of us combined, a lot of us. Raider Mort told me. I was running this topic by him, and he goes, well, he goes, Art Shell had knee surgery and played four weeks later. I'm like, wow. I mean, Gene Upshaw he just put on an extra roll of tape if he was hurt. Todd Christensen, remember him at tight end if he missed games? And he came back. No one in L.A. said, man, you know, it's going to take Todd two weeks to get his rhythm back. Best example I could give you is LeBron James. If LeBron James misses three games in a row and he's coming back after missing a week, the people say, well, LeBron might be rusty tonight in his first game back. Hell no. LeBron comes out and puts 30 on the opponent. So I'd like your opinion on this chemistry issue. And what you expect. Am I putting pressure on Waller and Renfro to perform? Not at all. I'm just saying that I'm not going to be the radio host or the insider who says, well, man, I, I, I don't expect much. I'm going to sit up in the press box. I, I don't expect them to be really good. But two weeks from now, they should be better against the Niners. Please, let's do better than that. I mean, let's do a little bit better than that and start giving people who haven't played and contributed, who have been respectfully hurt, Let's stop giving him runway, runway to get better and play in the game. Derek Carr plays with a hurt back every game. Derek Carr's banged up. Derek Carr's ready to go. So that, that, this topic bothered me because several Raider fans have texted me on this topic. And I'm sitting here going, this makes no sense to me. Am I old school? No, I don't think I'm old school. I just think I understand sports. And I think that when people get paid – that they need to play at their best when they're cleared to play. In any sport, at any time, they need to be at their best. And I'm hoping that Waller and Renfro get cleared to play, 
have a great week of practice and step up and they're ready to contribute. Bill Belichick spoke to the media on the Raiders team. Pretty impressed. He knows everybody involved here in the Raider organization. Uh, some he mentored along the way. Here's what he thinks. You know, a handful of plays away from being probably in double-digit wins. Impressed. Impressed watching them on film. And um, okay, we're going to have to play well Sunday. And- he thinks they're a double-digit win team. Double-digit win team without a couple of plays this year. I think he's right. He talked about some of the players, the depth of the Raiders coming into this game. You know, Vegas, been a while since we've seen them. Um, a lot of the same explosive players that we have uh, that we saw in training camp and maybe a couple other ones that we didn't see. We'll see how that goes. But been in a lot of close games, uh, a lot of one-score games, a lot of situational football. A lot of those games could have gone either way, but I think when you look at them, you see two very, very explosive players offensively and a, and a great quarterback, um, and obviously a good offensive system, and defensively, you know, well-put-together scheme with uh, Coach Graham. Don't give up many big plays, one of the best in the league at that. Obviously, you have two, two elite pass rushers and a lot of other experienced players. That's really kind words coming from Bill Belichick, really are. I mean, Belichick knows football better than anybody, and he just went through the strength of the Raiders and the way that he's seen the Raiders blow a couple of games. That's been the difference in the season, plus Josh Jacobs, who leads the league in rushing. It's leads the league in rushing, you know, so strong, tough, bal- uh, tough kid to tackle. He's got good contact balance, um, very powerful guy, has good patience, um, you know, sees the hole, sees sees lanes and 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 as we saw his breakaway speed and he's been able to you know go the distance and you know create some explosive runs not just the five and six yarders but he's had some had some home runs too so you know he's got that kind of ability runs inside runs outside and has good vision Um, and and again good contact balance he gets a lot of two three four extra yards after the first guy hits him just because of his ability to um, you know, play with good pad level and, and, you know, play strong and has good ball security. I mean, I'd say it's another great thing about him is he takes good care of the football, as their entire team does. But, I mean, they fumbled. I mean, they don't fumble. I mean, they, all year he barely find a fumble on film. That is amazing. That is amazing. I interview the head coach every week. He sounds just like Belichick. He, all he does, all he does is praise the other team. That's what Josh McDaniels does. And Josh McDaniels knows the personnel better than everybody. Better than everybody. So I, I'm, you're going to hear my conversation with Josh McDaniels. It's all about special teams. He names everybody on the team. It's incredible. He knows all the backups, all the reserves. That's important to being a head coach. For those who say Josh McDaniels is a great play caller over the years, questioning some of the play calls this year, you cannot argue that Josh McDaniels doesn't know personnel. All the personnel on the opponent's team. So he is really, really good at that. And uh, Bill Belichick just gave you the complete rundown. That's, that's really good sound. Good job by Danny to grab that. Belichick basically told you everything about the Raiders. A couple of big plays. They don't fumble. They got Josh Jacobs, two pass rushers. They'll be prepared. They know exactly what is going into this game. Here's Derek Carr from yesterday. The Patriots' defensive front is stout. Judon has 14 and a half sacks. Oh, man, they're very powerful inside. They do a great job, you know, setting the edge on defense. You know, trying to, you know, take away those edge runs and those kind of things. They're really good at that. Um, you know, they you know do a good job. You know, in the two gap world, taking on double teams. 
Um, like I said, powerful guys on the on the inside with quick, twitchy, strong guys on the outside that can set an edge, can get to the quarterback, can jump inside, can go outside, can go through you. Um, you know, very versatile linebacker. Um, you know, in that sense, they can drop, they can rush, they can, you know, cover, they can do a lot of things. And so, uh, very multiple. And uh, you know, when you know, whenever you have good players like they have, um, with arguably the best coach, you know, to ever do it. Um, scheming them up and putting them in positions to do things, it's its a tough task. Yeah, it is. Derek knows what's going on. For those who support Derek, a lot of people do. What does Derek do to get away from this pass rush? He better move. He better get outside the pocket. He better do that. We've always talked about it here. I think Derek is better when he's playing fast, when he's running the offense up-tempo, and he's moving outside the pocket or moving up in the pocket. If he doesn't, he's going to get sacked in this game. This is a stout defensive line that gets to the quarterback. Derek knows it. And the Raiders' offensive line has been a mix and match all year long. And now they're going to have to go with guys, Barr being out, uh, the rest of this team. It's not, a, it's not a stout offensive line at any level here. It's a good offensive line. It's not great. It's not elite. And they're going up against a great defensive line. So that is very concerning to me as we open up the show here. So we're giving you all the X's and O's of what we think is going to happen here. As we open it up, let's hear from Devontae Adams and what Devontae Adams said yesterday. I thought Devontae was also really, really strong when you put a loss behind you like the horrific loss they had in L.A. You want to see guys affected to a certain degree. You don't want to see them affected to where it affects their performance the next week, you know, but um, it, it means that it means something to the guy if, if it's, you know, it's shaking up a little bit by it. So, you always want to see that it that it matters, but not too much to the point where it throws you off the, the next week. Yeah, I really like that soundbite. Devontae's saying as he's walking around the place, for me to paraphrase, he's basically saying, Look, this better hurt, but it better not you better not carry it with you in prep. It hurt really bad in Los Angeles. I was there with the team. It was brutal, but they better put that loss behind them. And and they have all this time off. Nine to ten days off compared to the Patriots that are sitting in Tucson, Arizona, getting ready for this game. Uh, Devontae talked about the joint practices that we saw earlier this year where Devontae ate up the Patriots. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can take from it just based off of, you know, the one-on-ones you had. Um, I don't think that they were scheming necessarily to try to stop a certain player or anything at that point. They were just kind of running their calls that they usually run in practice. And so, you know, this, this, it's going to be different now because obviously they're going to take the, the proper steps. It's not going to be as many one-on-ones, I'm sure, as I had, um, you know, in August. So. Um, we have to make some adjustments, but for the most part, there there is a lot of good things you can take from that um, on the personnel and uh, different techniques from different guys. You know, Devontae said something really cool there. If you caught that, he basically was talking about the fact that you know he's not going to see the one-on-ones that he saw at the joint practices. That was him taking the high road. He tore those guys up in one-on-one. I was there with Eric Allen on the sideline. I never saw anything like it. And Eric Allen was just like, woo, on every play. He was just making a head fake move and just torching, torching the Patriots all over the field and doing a really good job. So this is, good. This is a real football game. That was practice. Now Bill Belichick's going to double them. They got good corners there, and they got safety help over the top. And that should open up the game. This should be the game for Waller and Renfro to have one-on-one coverage because I would assume Devontae's going to be doubled. And also, Bill Belichick's going to want to sit there in the box and slow down Josh Jacobs. So with all of that combined, everybody, I just laid out what I know. I'd like to know what you know. We're waiting on Bill Romanowski. Bill's running a little bit late. We have Rock Cartwright at the bottom of the hour. 
Uh, and then we're going to get into this game a little bit more. Tom Curran is going to take us behind the scenes of how the Raiders are trying to build their team similar to the Patriots. I think it's going to be a really good conversation going forward. That's coming up here in a little bit. And then we're going to get into what we're doing tomorrow. Tomorrow we have a big event, noon to 2 at Red Tail. That's inside Resorts World, and we're going to have a great remote there. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a great place. First time I'm doing a radio remote in Resorts World, so I'd appreciate your support. Gorilla Rilla will be there. Violator will be there. Black Hole members will be there. And I think you'll love Resorts World. If you haven't been there, I think you're going to love it. You'll love this place, and you'll continue to go back. Uh, parking's free at Resorts World, and you can get rolling right there. We got him. I broke the glass to get Bill Romanowski because Bill Romanowski wants the Raiders to beat the Patriots. Isn't that right, Bill? You want to smash Belichick and the Patriots. We got to wake up the Raider Nation, Bill. You're damn right. We did it. Hey, we did it uh, in the preseason. I think we can do it again. Bill, this is an interesting topic because you played through injury. We're waiting on Waller and Renfro to come back. They're supposed to come back. Assuming they are. Shouldn't they play well? Because fans are saying it might take a week or two for chemistry to get them back again. Bill Romanowski didn't need a week or two of chemistry to come in and play at his highest level. How do you play quickly coming off an injury when you've been on short-term IR and and your teammates need you? When you're good, you step on that field and you make plays. That's how it works, JT. You know, when you're good, when you're great, you make things happen. There's no, oh, let me, let me get this chemistry going again with the quarterback. Forget that. You know, these guys need to step on that field. And if you ask me, these are two great players that when they are ready to play and they take that field, they will be dominant players. I needed to hear that. I think that's really important. Bill Romanowski, who's won four Super Bowls, played in many championship games, all those playoff victories. And, Bill, at the end of the year, you're always beat up. So, again, the Raiders are beat up. The Patriots are beat up. Patriots have the lead over the Raiders in the wild card. And it's a must-win game. And let me throw this in, because you played against some of your mentors, and you played against some of the greatest coaches of all time. What do you think Josh McDaniels and these players think when they look across the field at Belichick regular season first time in Vegas. What's going through their mind? You know what? At the end of the day, what I would see is I would see color and I would see numbers. And that's (laughs) it. I don't see Bill, but the legendary Bill Belichick with a bunch of, Hey, is he going to have his, his Super Bowl trophies and all his rings on his fingers? No. Because that doesn't mean crap. All that matters is who shows up ready to kick some serious you-know-what come Sunday. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Romo joins us. Thrilled to have him. Setting the tone for New England here the way we should be setting the tone on Thursday for a game on Sunday. Uh, Bill, I talked to Josh McDaniels about this. Mac Jones, their young quarterback who Josh McDaniels developed, He throws a lot of screens. You were one of the great linebackers of all time in coverage. The Raiders don't have the talent at linebacker at your level when you were in your prime. How do you guard the screen? And how do you get everybody to swarm 
to the ball after the screen because the screen is supposed to be something that confuses linebackers and the secondary, but it's not confusing here. This is what Mac Jones does. He throws the screen pass most of the game. How do you cover it? Yeah, to me, you know, being a football player, a great football player is reacting. You're never going to be in the best defense to cover everything that an offensive team does. Never. And But when you have great football players that are flying around with a relentless pursuit to the football, you make up for having not necessarily the best defensive call for that offensive play. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to react. And that's what playing defense is all about. Absolutely. Bill, great to talk to you. I hope you and Julie are doing well and hope to see a bunch. I know I'm going to see you on Radio Row at the Super Bowl, as I always do every year. And you didn't play in many of these elimination games, Bill, with five games to go, four games to go. You didn't play in many games that were elimination games with a month to go. That's why I wanted you to come on here, because I don't want to see the Raiders get eliminated. They're alive if they beat the Patriots, Romo. Yeah, hey, this is a must. Every game's a must-win game. But it's crunch time. And this is what you find out about the DNA of Josh McDaniels and his Raider football team. And we're going to find out what they're all about this weekend. And do they leave it out on that field? And do they, when the game's all over, do they walk off that field victorious? That's all that matters. And to me, that's what I want to see. I want to see Josh McDaniels and the Las Vegas Raiders leave it on that field on Sunday and they walk away with a victory. Thank you, Romo. Perfect timing to get you on. Talk to you soon. Be well. Okay, bye-bye. That's Bill Romanowski, brought to you by M Resort Spawn Casino. When we have alumni on, great players. It's brought to you by M. Man, that was good. We were worried about getting him up there. Got him on at the end of the monologue, but he is there. Rock Cartwright is going to join us coming up next. Excited for Romanowski. We covered off on everything I said in the monologue. Expectations for Waller and Renfro if they're cleared. And covering the screen pass and special teams. That's all I got. Cover the screen pass. Don't get down in special teams. It's Derek Carr versus Mac Jones. I'll take that matchup 99 times out of 100. Not 9 out of 10. 99 out of 100, I'll take Derek Carr at home over Mac Jones. But someone's got to step up and make a play. Someone's got to make a play at a very high level. Deron Harmon, you think he's going to be motivated to play his former team? How about Chandler Jones? Raiders gave him the bag. He's going up against his former team. I expect a big game out of him, and I know what I'm going to get from Mad Max. The monologue brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town. 5 to 7, midnight to 2, your place to watch Golden Knights hockey all year long into the playoffs. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Wow, you just heard Modelo coming out of break, and I'll be at Red Tail tomorrow inside Resorts World from noon to 2. At this time tomorrow, set your watch. Please come out to Resorts World as we'll have a Raiders versus Patriots remote 
brought to you by Modelo. Thrilled to talk to Rock Cartwright. It's been a while. This is a guy who had a big, big career with the Raiders over a short period of time. He was nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and the Raider alumni brought back some nominees for the past because A.J. Cole is nominated now. Rock, good to talk to you again. I hope you're doing well. Happy holidays. Hey, happy, happy holidays, JT. How you guys doing that over there? Really good. It's been a while. I'm so happy you're back in town and they brought you back. It's once a Raider, always a Raider. Walk me through getting the phone call to come out and be a part of this flag football game and being around the team again. Well, it actually was an email from Callie and the, and the alumni staff, and they just asked me, uh, they just kind of told me about the event and what was going on, and they said they were trying to bring back all of, you know, a lot of the former nominees for the award. And it, I mean, it was, I had a really good time. Uh, they did an excellent job. The Raiders alumni, in my opinion, is one of the best in the NFL. Um, so I had a great, great time. I had a great opportunity to catch up with some of my old teammates. I got an opportunity to catch up with Marcel. Um, I got a, I got to catch up with AJ. I got a chance to catch up with Sam Williams. So it was, uh, it was a really, really, really good experience. Hey, Rock, looking back at your career, I didn't know when you came in as a kickoff returner and what you mm-hmm. were able to do with the Redskins, now the commanders at that point in time, with a, a personal record that you broke via Brian Mitchell's record back at the day, I mean, you ought to be an assassin to play that position compared to now where they've taken the foot out of football and they just kick it out of the back of the end zone. Talk about how you excelled at that early in your career. I just it was fort- it, I just got lucky. Honestly, I, it was fortunate enough I got an opportunity to do kick return because uh, Clinton Portis had got hurt and then Adele Betts was starting running back and Danny Smith asked me, um, did I want an opportunity to touch the football and return kicks? And uh, Danny's the special team coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, currently. And uh, he just gave me an opportunity. And, you know, we were able to, to, to build something really special there. We were able to use the four-man wedge that's no longer allowed in the NFL. So I had a great group of guys around me that was that, that gave me a ton of support. And, you know, we, we made it, you know, we made a pretty good a living doing that. Rock Cartwright is our guest. You know, it's really interesting because I just spoke to the Raiders head coach today and he was praising the special teams of New England. They're really good, arguably the best, and they're great on the road. But when you have a kicker as good as the Raiders have in Carlson and you met A.J. Cole, you can neutralize it, right? You can kick the ball deep out of bounds, extra hang time, or a kicker can kick it out of the end zone. Maybe that comes into play as the Raiders are taking on the Patriots this Sunday. Oh yeah, I think I think that'll definitely be a big big thing for the Raiders. I mean, the the AJ is where he's able to kick the ball and punt the ball and put it in different locations. I think it's going to be really really big for us because if he does that, pin those guys back deep, then we're able to have you know make them go longer to try to score a touchdown. So um, and the percentages are definitely in our favor if they got to go you know ninety yards opposed to going seventy five yards. So field field position will be big for us against the Patriots. Rock Cartwright is our guest. As you remember, Rock, I was the MC in Oakland when you got the Commitment to Excellence Award, a big accomplishment in your career, and you were nominated for NFL Man of the Year, which now it's getting the praise it should with Walter Payton's name tied to it, players who win it get the patch on their jersey for the rest of their career as they're an active player. What was it like for you throughout your career when you were praised for the work you did outside the building in the community? I was told early on, and when I got in the league by some by some veterans, that you know, do do different things in the community, get get familiar with your community, because that way you're able to build a brand, and then you're showing people that, hey, I'm just a regular guy. Football is my job. That's not. It doesn't make me who I am. So I was raised up giving back, and uh, I just tried to carry that carry that along. And my my kids and I, we still do some some charity work down here in the D.C. area. Isn't that nice? I mean, do you feel like it's something? 
A lot of people, when they do charity work, they don't tell people about it. They're silent about it. When I get a chance to do it, I try to tell people to maybe inspire someone because I have a microphone here. You are a leader by example. How does that reflect the locker room when you see a couple of guys, including A.J. Cole, and you're sitting in front of your locker and you know A.J. just came back from community service and he starts spreading those ideas in a locker room setting? Right. It gives, it gives energy to the other guys, I think, because he took his time out of his day uh, on his day off, possibly to go to go spend spend some time in the community and give back, and I think, like I said, I think that's what it's all about. But uh, I think a lot of guys respect that, and they understand that you know some guys have family; they're not able to do it. But if you don't have family, and even if you just say, "I'm gonna do it two times a year, or three times a year," that way you're giving back to the community, and this, and you're showing them that you care because those are the fans; those are the people who support you. What do you think of Josh Jacobs in this year? He leads the league in rushing. That's hard to do. Oh. Oh, what, when you're oh. watching Raider games, tell me what you're seeing. I'm seeing a guy who's running with a, with a, a, a he's running with a demeanor that says, "Hey, I'm the best guy on the field," and he's showing that. I mean, I've been watching him since he was coming out of Alabama, so I had high praise for him then because I was coaching when he was coming out. Um, but he's done a fantastic job, and I think he's just going to continue to thrive. And uh, with you know, we're having Devonte out there too on the on the outside, it enables him to, to run the ball a little bit more because you can't stack the box because you're leaving Devonte one on one, so it could could get you you know both ways like a catch twenty two. Hey, Rock Cartwright is our guest, former Raider, former Commanders running back, uh, Niners at the end of his career. But I'll tell you this, Rock, when I watch you play, man, you ran hard and you ran downhill. And you remind me a lot of Josh because you took punishment and didn't look to get out of bounds. What is that like as a running back when you got three or four yards and you want to get six more and you got two guys on your back? I think, I think Josh does a really good job of understanding what's needed from a running back standpoint, right? Like when he's it's third and three, he knows I just need to get the three yards to get the first down. And he, he does a good job of making people miss on the second level. He's never tackled by the first guy. So, I mean, he has a lot of attributes that acquire to why he's been successful, as successful as he is now. So, for me, it was just all about running down here, going vertical, north and south, not east and west. Hey, Rock, finally, where are you living now? What's going on in your life personally? Tell us about the family. So I, so I have three kids, a uh, 22-year-old mm-hmm. uh, girl, a uh, 13-year-old girl, and a 10-year-old son who plays travel baseball. So that kind of occupies my time. But I'm in the northern Virginia area by D.C. I'm like 40 minutes uh, west of the capital. Man, that, that travel team baseball, you're a former great athlete. Watch out for that. They want to have hitting coaches, fielding coaches. They want, they want to go on extra, extra trips, man. When you're a travel coach dad, man, that's a big-time commitment, isn't it? Yes, it is. I don't. I don't really do the coaching because for some odd reason, my son doesn't want to listen to me. But he'll <laughs> listen to his batting coach or his baseball coach. Right. So we we do have him with a batting coach. He goes like twice. You know, I think once every two weeks. And he's gotten better. You know, his first hit on his birthday was a home run with his travel team. And it was like, oh, my God. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) I'm sure it's a good thing. Once a Raider, always a Raider. What does that mean to you, your time in this organization? When you come back, you see Allegiant Stadium. There is also a brick with your name on at the stadium outside. What did this organization mean to you, Rock? Man, everything. I, I really had a a great time uh, just being a Raider. That once a Raider, always always a Raider is so true because I feel it. You know, just the just being able to co- communicate and and attend alumni events and you know just just everything and you know like with Marcel doing what he's doing, uh, that means a lot. Just watching somebody that I play football with in the position that you know that he's at now in, in the organization. So 
Once a Raider, always a Raider is true, and I really, really enjoy them include me in all the things that they do. Yeah, you're a big part of it, and they were thrilled, and I was thrilled to see you on my call sheet today to have you here. Thanks a lot, Rock. I look forward to seeing you out in Vegas soon. All right, hey, JT, I actually be at the uh, 49ers game, so hopefully I get a chance to catch up with you. Yeah, we do the pregame at the Torch, and we'll request to have you on there with Eric Allen. I think it'd be great to sit down and talk with you in front of the fans. We'll look forward to that. Uh, all right, sounds good, JT. Thanks for having me, buddy. You got it. Rock Cartwright. Wow, nice. I mean, really cool. If you're a Raider fan, you know who Rock is. And, God, he broke the record. He came into the league as a kickoff returner, right? He was a seventh-round pick. He was drafted in the seventh round of the 2022 draft. Now, listen to this. He broke the Redskins at the time. We're allowed to say that. They're the commanders now, but here on Wikipedia. Uh, he broke the single-season kickoff retar- uh, return record with 64 kickoff returns for 1,541 yards. Think of that for a second. 1,500 yards on kickoffs when he came into the league. Now everybody raises their hand at the five. The ball goes over their head. The NFL took the foot out of football. They don't want concussions. So they took out the punt. They actually took the punt out and the kickoff. And we got a great punter here in A.J. Cole. But Rock was a good player. And I'll never forget the night that the Commitment to Excellence Award used to be called the Gorman Award. And I think the first individual, Morris Bradshaw, usually is listening. He could correct me. I think Jim Otto won the first Gorman Award. And the, it turned into the Commitment to Excellence Award. And for about 17 or 18 years, I emceed that banquet at the Oakland Airport Hilton. And it was just for the hardcore Raider fans, man. It was the Raider booster clubs who supported it. And whoever won it, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, I don't have the list in front of me, but whoever won it would come. Rodney Hudson won it back-to-back. He came, and Rock won it one year. And I remember sitting in the back room, in the green room with him, and he was reading his speech. He, was, he had his head down. He was reading his speech and practicing it. And I said, man, this guy cares. This guy knows what he's getting tonight. He's going to go down in Raider history as one of the recipients of this great award, the Commitment to Excellence Award, and he was also nominated for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. I don't know who's going to win. Sometimes it's a celebrity award. Everybody does great things. J.J. Watt won it the year of the hurricane with Houston. Russell Wilson literally goes to a children's hospital every week. Drew Brees won it, and whenever you watch an NFL game, Eli Manning did, they get a chance to have that patch with the cape on on their shoulder. Right here, and that's a cool patch. If you get into the Hall of Fame, that's the ultimate goal. Maybe the second best thing is to be the Walter Payton Man of the Year because that means you're doing stuff in the community and you're a great player. 702-365-9200. Window for you to get in here. Lee Sterling is coming up next. He's going to give you three games for free, which I love because most people you hear on the radio have no clue of how to gamble and win. They bet five bucks a game, and they tell you how great they are gambling. They're not. They're not. That some of them are good. If they would, they'd be famous. They wouldn't be on the radio. They'd be sitting in a sports book making six figures. He's going to give you Chargers, Tennessee, and Detroit and their upcoming game. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas, the newest property on the Strip. JT, back with you. And again, Resorts World will be tomorrow right at this time, noon to 2, right there at Red Tail. Come on out and see us there. Gorilla Gorilla, Rilla, Violator. Always looking forward to having a Cerveza. And Modelo. It's going to be a light, cool time. We're going to have a fun time. I will 
reward myself with a bucket of Modelo's afterwards because I'm not driving. And I have Bolitnikoff's event later on that night. So after the show, have a couple of Modelo's with me at Redtail Inside Resorts World as we get rolling here. So we're going to have the interview with the coach most likely tomorrow because we're packed today. And Josh McDaniels is excited. I mean, I know a lot of people here are waiting for more wins, and I can't convince you what this guy's like behind the scenes. I tried to try to give that to you with the interview, but what he's able to do is he's able to look at the team and understand the team's strengths. Now this team's got to go out there, and he's got to execute. He's got to execute in a big way as we talk about this and what's about to happen. This is a game that there's got to be tremendous execution in the game. That's the game plan where the Raiders should have an advantage on one side of the ball, which is the offense. They should have an offensive advantage with Carr, Devontae, Josh Jacobs, and the addition, hopefully, of Waller and Renfro. I mean, these guys are great players. They have to attack. If you hand the ball off to the Patriots in a close game, you're doing them a favor. They will stop the run. They will stop the run if you run right at them into their wall. So you got to have the balls to go up and attack them. And if you're able to attack them, go do it and do it often. Don't get away from Devontae like that happened in L.A. Lee Sterling joins us from Paramount Sports. Obviously, he has a winning season every year with us, and he's rolling ParamountSports.com. Lee, good to talk to you as there's a Miami high school football team in town taking on Bishop Gorman, the power here, and a bowl game. You're going to be studying some of those kids for years to come. Yeah, a um, couple of some big-name recruits. Uh, on that team, actually, they're a small school mm-hmm. from a smaller d- uh, division. It's a private school. Uh, have three or four really good teams here, so they already won a state championship. And I'll be going to another tomorrow night with American Heritage uh, and Central High. So uh, uh, this high school football played in this region, and also couple teams in uh, Nevada doing a real good job. Absolutely. Let's get to the games that you're going to give us right out of the gate for free. Look, I think the biggest story in the AFC is not who's going to win the wild card, is that can Buffalo hold on for the one seed after beating Kansas City and having the tiebreaker there? And you know Miami as good as anybody. I wasn't impressed with Miami in Los Angeles against the Chargers. I thought they were banged up. I thought Tua missed a bunch of wide-open throws. Big spot for both teams, especially Buffalo, but with the hook, minus seven and a half. Yeah, Miami did not bring it. Uh, it, it was shocking. I mean, <laughs> they stayed out there after a poor performance against San Francisco, did not play well, but give the Chargers credit. I thought they studied film. Uh, I thought that they uh, devised some schemes to attack Miami when Miami was putting a man in motion and running Waddle and, and Hill together. Uh, those three guys in the secondary against those two, they came up with some different schemes, and uh, they should be commended. Uh, and they did it without some top players like Derwin James, who I think might be the best safety in the game. Now they're going to be tasked with, with facing, uh, you know, uh, Miami is going to face a team that just has so much better on offense mm-hmm. here. So the weather is going to be a factor. Yeah. who has never done well in poor weather here, and uh, uh, they're going to have to... F- come up with some different ways to attack teams after teams are making these adjustments here. Uh, I thought the Dolphins stole the first game from Buffalo in Week 3. They won that game 21-19. They were outgained 397 to 212. The Bills ran 90 plays. Now the weather, they're expecting mid to upper 20s. Snow for the game here. Uh, I think Miami's up against it. Buffalo. 
31-20. Yeah, I like it, too. I, if Tua plays well in this weather, I'll be shocked by this. Uh, let's move on to the Chargers. They really don't have much of a home field advantage, the three at home that they're getting against the Titans. And the Titans brought a bunch of adversity. They, they fire their GM and they lose three in a row. Why don't they wait till the end of the year and leave everything alone? I don't know how it affected the team at all. And the Titans here are 7-6. and six. They've been playing. They started off 0-2. Then they were world beaters. And now they're coming back to the pack. And a lot of people I'm listening and sitting here in Vegas want the Chargers to lose. I think if the Chargers lose this game, they're going to miss the playoffs. I'll go as far to say if the Chargers win this game to get to eight wins, I think they have a path to the playoffs. How do you see this one? Oh, I think if they win, they do have a real path to the playoffs. But um, it's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, Tennessee's backs are against the wall. It's been a rough week in Nashville. The Predators have lost four straight. Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt lost in basketball to Grambling. Uh, They lost for the first time to the Jags in nine years. Their GM was fired, John Robinson. Four turnovers, Greece's skids. They dominated the first half. They should have been up uh, and won that game. But... I think it might be a positive that they go out on the road, bond together. Mike Vrabel is a coach. I still respect him a lot. This is where they play their best ball. Vrabel as a road underdog, 10-6 and six against the spread the last 16 games. And also the Chargers the last six games have been decided by one score. Wrong team favored. Tennessee pulls the upset, oh. 26-23. Oh, yep. I'll remember that. Hear that, Raider Nation. Chargers go down. Hopefully the Raiders come through on this. This isn't your game of the week. This isn't a game no one thought of when the schedule came out. Now it's a great one. Lions at the Jets. Wow. Dan Campbell, if he wins, they go to 7-7. Seven and seven. They're back to 500. Who thought of that in the Jets? This is a playoff game for the Jets at 7-6. and six. I think the wheels are coming off for them. I am shocked to see this here. I know there's been a line change, and it's bounced back and forth. You're playing at Detroit minus one. Yeah, now we're seeing the Jets are minus one, and... I mean, <laughs> whoever loses this game is going to have a tough time making yes, the playoffs here. Uh, I, I had an over for Detroit on the season win totals. I should have played them to play them, make the playoffs. Uh, so I think I even sold them a little short here. Their offense, number six in the NFL. Uh, the Jets, though, counter with a number three defense. The Jets have not scored well of late, just two offensive touchdowns the last two weeks. But the Lions' defense, even though improved, is still the 31st-rated defense, and the game is outdoors. The last three Lions games have been indoors. Jared Goff, one of the worst cold-weather quarterbacks out there, as long as Zach Wilson, the now number 2 quarterback, doesn't have to enter the game, I think the Jets actually prevail here. Defense, defense, defense wins big games. Jets. 24-20. 24-20. All right. Jets yep. 24-20. That's your pick, and you're a lot smarter than me. Detroit has been on a roll, man. If they could find a way to win that game, it'll be the talk of the town next week. All right, Lee, your game of the week's an interesting one for me because I don't know how you handicap Tampa Bay now. They got thoroughly embarrassed out in Santa Clara, and Cincinnati is rolling. Cincinnati minus 3.5 against Tampa Bay. How do we get your game of the week? Yeah, anyone wants to get it, uh, just call 800 400 Nine seven four one. This is one of my client plays. Hand it to you for free. Eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. And what a year it's been! Thirteen out of eighteen winning weeks. You want to get all of December. Thirty-seven bowl games starts tomorrow morning through the end of December. December thirty-first. Just a hundred ninety-seven dollars. We'll also throw in the two weeks of the NFL. Love to have you for the ride through the end of December. Just a hundred ninety-seven dollars. One place. 
ParamountSports.com. Take care, Lee. Talk to you soon. Be, be Thanks, good. Be lucky. Take. Thank you. That's Lee Sterling. Fantastic. I trust him like a brother. We've been together for over 20 years on the radio. He's never let me down because he's a trustworthy guy in a business full of a lot of charlatans. So go with Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. That was brought to you by Woodson Whiskey. Hall of Famer and Raiders icon Charles Woodson built his legend on the gridiron. Now he's taken the same dedication to his new craft, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Go to WoodsonWhiskey.com to find a store near you that carries it. But Charles counts on me to get his bourbon in stores in Vegas because I count on you to tell me where it's not. So if you go in anywhere and they say they don't have Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, you get a hold of me. If it wasn't your game day whiskey already, it is now Woodson Bourbon Whiskey.